0: Thank you guys so much for being here today. We are kicking off a brand new series today called Third Person. Third person, turn to somebody and say third person. Come on, say it with like some attitude. Third person. I'ma tell you what, y'all don't you didn't listen earlier. The louder, the quicker. The quieter, the longer, amen? So, anyway, uh, yeah, so we're starting a series today called Thirst Person, and sometimes you think about that and you're like, man, that sounds a little weird. What is that all about? This series is all about the Holy Spirit. And what role does the Holy Spirit play in our lives? And a lot of times we get a little confused by that because we say, well, you know, I know a lot about God the Father, I know who He is, I know about the Son Jesus, but but this third person, who is He? He is the Holy Spirit, and it's interesting because over and over and over again, the Bible mentions the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost over 800 times in Scripture, the Spirit of God is mentioned. Think about that. Over 800 times in Scripture that is mentioned. And when you think about the Holy Spirit... When you see the Holy Spirit moving and operating in the Old Testament, it was somewhat different than it was in the New Testament. For instance, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come in and oftentimes He would descend upon people and then He would pull back. He would descend upon people and pull back. We see this in the life of Saul. We also see it again in the life of David. And then in the New Testament, once Jesus goes back into heaven, He leaves. He sends us the Holy Spirit. And so you see the Holy Spirit falling on the people of God at Pentecost, empowering them to speak in other tongues, to do all kinds of miraculous works. We see the Holy Spirit empowering people with spiritual gifts, uh, empowering people to do supernatural things, living supernatural lives in a very natural world. You see the Holy Spirit giving people the fruits of the Spirit. What are they? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, Faithfulness and self-control. You see all of this happening. And again, the Holy Spirit is sent to do that in and through us. But the problem is so many people today are living what I would consider a spirit-less life when God has called us to live a spirit-filled, spirit-empowered life, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bibles today, open them up to John chapter 14. If you have a mobile device, feel free to click there. Or you can just look on the screens. And again, what I want to do today, just real quickly, is I just want to lay a foundation on really what role does the Holy Spirit play in our lives? What what is this about this third person? And so John 14, starting at verse 16, and again, this is Jesus talking here. And He says, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate. Now that word advocate there simply means counselor. I'm going to give you an advocate, a counselor, and he's going to help you and be with you. And here's what I love about this scripture here. He's not just going to be with you for a little while. He's not just going to come on you and then leave from you. He's not just going to be there for a season, but he will be with you. What does that word say? Forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But Jesus says, hey, you know him because he lives in you and he will be with you and 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 it's amazing because Jesus says, "Hey guys, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you." Now, now think about this for a moment. If you have a choice between Jesus in the flesh or the Holy Spirit, which one are you going to choose? Well, naturally, most people would say Jesus in the flesh. I mean, that's like the coolest thing. I mean, imagine Jesus is walking beside you. You're going through your day. Hey, Jesus, got a headache. Yo, boom, no more headache. How awesome is that? You're walking down the road. Fido gets hit. Jesus, Fido got killed. Jesus says, resurrect in Jesus' name. No problem. Fido lives, barks, and runs off. If you've got a cat that gets run over, Jesus can do the funeral right there. Some of you will get that later. I'm just playing. <laughs> Jesus in the flesh seems like the best thing ever. but what Jesus is going to show us is that there's actually something that is even better for us than Him in the flesh. And this amazing promise that's found in John chapter 16 verse seven, where Jesus says this, "It is what for your good. It's for your good that I'm going away." Because if I don't go away, he says, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. You get what Jesus is saying here, right? He's saying, hey, it's actually better for you that I'm not here with you in the flesh. But instead, the Holy Spirit comes and he's going to dwell with you and in you and never leave you nor forsake you. So in the time that I've got left today, just a few moments, I want to give you five things that you need to understand about the Holy Spirit. Five things that you can write down, capture, put in your heart. Five truths to know about the Holy Spirit. The first one, to me, is the the biggest one, if you will. And that is simply this. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a who, not an it. That was like, see, in my mind, when I was writing this message, I saw you guys like running laps. You're not doing it. The Holy Spirit is a who, not an it. The Holy Spirit, you understand, is not some mysterious force. And, and I know there's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of, um, of religions out there that, that say, well, the Holy Spirit is just some kind of force. No, the Holy Spirit is a who, not an it. And let me prove it to you. John chapter 14, verse 17. What's these first two words there? For He, He dwells with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit is a someone, not a something. And that's tricky because when you read through the Scripture, the Holy Spirit is compared to several things. He's compared to fire. He's compared to water. He's compared to oil. But the Holy Spirit is not oil. He's not water. He's not fire. The Holy Spirit is a person revealed to us with a personality. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit has emotions. He can be happy. He can be sad. He can be grieved. The Holy Spirit can be lied to. you realize that? In the book of Acts, you read about Ananias and Sapphira, and what did they do? They lied to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has thoughts. You know, the Bible talks about how this seems good to us, and it seems good to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has plans and desires and a purpose and an agenda for your life. The Holy Spirit is a who, not an it. And it's important that you understand that, because when you get that, you realize that the Holy Spirit can be obeyed or resisted. And it's entirely up to you. And He has a plan for your life. And so if you miss out on one of the greatest relationships that Christ has for us, then you're going to miss a whole lot of other things in your life. So He is a who, not an it. Here's the second thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit. He is God. He is God. You don't hear that a lot. He's God. We see this coming right out of Jesus' mouth when He says, Hey, I want you to go into all the world and baptize people. What did He say? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so right at that moment, Jesus is putting the Holy Spirit as that third person, putting Him in that Trinity. We also see the Holy Spirit working all the way back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was over the face of the deed. And then what did it say? And the Spirit of God... The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters and God said, let there be light and there was light. So again, you read about this, then you continue throughout the Bible and you see the Holy Spirit doing things that only God can do. He's doing the impossible. When you look at the New Testament and the Holy Spirit is is, is coming and you see Ab- uh, the... Uh, Gabriel coming to Mary and he says, Hey Mary, hey, you're going to have a child. It's going to be the Son of God. He's going to destroy the works of the devil. And what does Mary say? She says, wait a minute, this, this can't happen. I've, I've not known a man. And what did Gabriel say? Gabriel says in Luke 1.35, The Holy Ghost will do this to you. And the power from the Most High will overshadow you. And Jesus Christ will be inside of you. And so then, let's fast forward a little bit. Jesus is born. He's, he's at the Jordan River. He's baptized by John. And as soon as he comes out of the water, what happens? In the form of a dove, the Holy Spirit comes down upon Jesus. And as a result, Luke chapter 4 verse 18, what does Jesus say? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. So again, Jesus is going around. He's doing all of these miracles. Why? Because He's been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Let's fast forward a little bit more. Jesus dies on the cross. They put Him in the tomb. What happens? Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But the Spirit of Him who did what? Raised Jesus from the dead. What does He do? He dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So think about this just for a moment, guys. Here's the Holy Spirit. What has He done? He's helped created the world. He's empowered the life of Jesus. He has raised the Son of God from the dead. Oh, oh, and I forgot something. There's also this. He actually wrote the Bible. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were what? Moved by the Holy Spirit. So again, we see this over and over and over again. The Holy Spirit is a who, not an it. He is God. Here's the third thing. The Holy Spirit is involved in every step of salvation. Every step of salvation. Jesus said it this way. He says, hey, the only way you're going to be saved is through the Holy Spirit working in you. John chapter 3, verse 5. I know I'm giving you a lot of scriptures today, but again, we're building a foundation today. John 3, 5. Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus says, hey, bro, you got to be born twice. You got to be born twice. You got to be born of water. You know, what, what is it that, that the pregnant ladies say? They say, my water broke. So he says, hey, you got to be born that way, but that's not enough to get you in heaven. You've got to be born of the Spirit. How do we do that? By turning our hearts and our lives over to Jesus Christ. Why asking Him to come into our hearts, come into our lives. And when we do that, Ezekiel says that the Holy Spirit takes out that heart of stone and gives us a living heart, a spiritual heart. So much so that Ephesians chapter 2 puts it this way, God has made you alive at that moment. God makes us alive by giving us a new heart and a new start. Can I get a good amen right there? How many of you are glad for a new start? Come on, somebody. Some of y'all ain't done nothing. But anyway, he gives us a new heart and a new start. So you know what that means? It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. How many of you know it's interesting? People love to bring up your past. People love to bring up all of the stuff you once did at some point in time in your life. But you understand that once you come to Jesus, once you give Him your heart and give Him your life and have Him to come inside of you, you understand at that moment you get a new heart and a new start, which means all of the stuff that you once did has been wiped clean, a clean slate to move forward with your life. And that's just an amazing promise of God. So when we invite Christ into our hearts, watch what happens John chapter 14 verse 17 says this, He dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you and will be in you. I want you to write those two two phrases there. With you, in you. Maybe write it down, underline it somewhere. Because these are two of the relationships that are possible between man and the Holy Spirit. With you and in you. Let's look at you. With you. What is that talking about? That's talking about the work before you got saved. John chapter 16 verse 8. And when he has come. What is he talking about? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So every single person today, the Holy Spirit is with us. And what is he doing? He's doing the work of conviction. What's the end game? That we might give our lives to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit has been called the holy hound of heaven because He has been sent to chase men down. How does He do that? By robbing them of their peace. So there is no satisfaction ultimately in this thing called sin. That's why a person never comes to the place where they've injected enough or snorted enough or drank enough or done enough so that they can say, I'm satisfied. There's an emptiness to sin and the reason why the emptiness is there is because the Holy Spirit never wants us to be satisfied with the lesser things of life. And so He's constantly there. Convict, convict, convict. Jesus knocks at the door of our hearts. You know what the Holy Spirit is? The Holy Spirit's the doorbell. Come on, ding dong! Come on, anybody ever ring your doorbell? Ding dong! We got some kids in our neighborhood. I'm about to cut some fingers off. I'm just being honest. Y'all just pray for me. Just pray for me. As some kids come up and they ding dong, ding dong, and they don't they don't stop till you come to the door. And uh, I don't know. Does anybody have that happening other than me? Some of y'all shaking your head. Yes. Some of you ain't got a clue. Let me come to your house and let me just sit there at your door and just bang, 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 bang. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He's the doorbell. He's the doorbell. Hey, what are you going to do with your life? Ding dong. What are you going to do when you die? Ding dong. What are you going to do with that sin? Ding dong. What are you going to do when you stand before God? Ding dong. What are you going to do with that guilt? Ding dong. Ding dong. You understand it's all a mechanism that you might trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He shall be with you. But then when you respond, you accept Him into your heart. The Bible says as soon as you accept Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. So He's not just with you, now He's in you. And this is the second relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit. He's inside of us. You become the temple of the Holy Spirit. Christ in you brings the hope and glory. So again, we see the Holy Spirit involved in every step of salvation. Here's the fourth thing that I want to show you about the Holy Spirit. Number four, He is our comforter. Come on. He's our comforter. I want you to to just picture this. I know it's 100 degrees outside. And this is why I just told him to drop the air a few minutes ago. Because this was about to happen. He's our our comforter. So it's kind of like when you're in bed and it's 20 degrees outside. And you all cozied up and none of your body is outside of that comforter. And your alarm clock goes off. Knowing you got to get out, knowing it's cold, and you reach your one finger out and hit the snooze button. Come on, does anybody hit snooze? Them snooze grooves. Come on, somebody. Got some snooze grooves going? I want this picture to be in your mind that every time you go through something, every time you walk through something, the Holy Spirit wraps His arms around you. He is your comforter. He comes alongside of you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. And right when you feel you're all alone and you're all exposed and nobody's there, here comes the Holy Spirit wrapping Himself around you. He is our comforter. Notice I got some sharks up here. This is what happens. When the Holy Spirit is inside of you and He's He's dwelling with you, sometimes, you know, you go through life and you don't really understand, why, why do I have to go through this? Why am I going through that? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And, you know, we were in Kentucky and and one of our ladies, Miss Robin, gave, gave just an amazing illustration and I'm going to steal it from her. How many of you guys remember the Karate Kid? Come on, somebody. Like Daniel LaRusso Karate Kid. I'm not talking about, I love the little guy he does good but Daniel looked like whoo come on Daniel La Russa. you remember that karate kid you remember all them bullies all around him everything happening all that's coming on and he goes to Mr. Miyagi the comforter and he says I need you to train me to fight I'm getting beat up all the time all these people around Mr. Miyagi said alright cool deal man come on over to my house you're going to wax all my cars. Come on. What did he say? Wax on. Wax on. Come on. Are you with me? He had to. No, 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 no. Wax on. Wax on. Come on. Yeah. Can you remember that? And he said, man, why am I doing this? I done cleaned all this man's cars. I ain't learned a thing. Then he says, paint the fence. Come yeah, yeah, yeah. so on. How do you remember? Daniel like, he said, no, 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 no. Paint. The fence, long strokes, long. Strokes. Daniel got through the fence. He's like, finally, man, I done washed and waxed this man's whole fleet of cars, painted his fence. He's ready to go home. What did Miss what did Milagin say? The whole fence, Daniel. And so Daniel gets mad. He's throwing stuff all on the ground. He's walking away. And here comes the comforter. What does he say? He says, wait a minute. He says, Show me wax on, wax off. What did he do? He said, No, 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 no. Show me wax on, wax off. Show me paint the fence. Now, all of a sudden, the comforter who had been wrapped around this guy the whole time, putting something in him that he didn't even realize. Now all of a sudden he's standing there, and now when Mr. Miyagi starts throwing the blows, all the stuff was in him he didn't even realize started coming out of him. Why? Because the comforter had wrapped around him. Reason why there's sharks on this thing is because the comforter is in me, and every time the enemy tries to come up around me, the Holy Spirit's got like sharks all around, and they can't even touch me. Why? Because the comforter is there. Come on, give God praise for that one. He's our comforter, He's an anchor for our soul. He's the anchor for our soul. And sometimes in life, we man, I don't understand why we, we got to go through the things we, we go through. I, I don't understand why we, why we deal with all of these things. But He does. And He's God. And He knows what He's doing. And so I just simply trust Him. I live for Him. I serve Him. I worship Him. He's my anchor. You know, sometimes you go through the seasons of doubt. Anybody have any, any, any doubt in your life? You ever, you ever doubted some things? Doubted your salvation? Man, I'm just not good enough. You, you ever had those moments where you just, I'm just not good enough. I, I, I don't measure up. You ever had that? Listen, He assures us, the Comforter assures us, that we are indeed sons of God. And in those lonely moments in your life, I want you to picture that Comforter Just like that blanket wrapping his arms around you and holding you ever so close. That's what he does. And then let me give you the last one. Number five, I thought this one was pretty cool. The Holy Spirit never takes selfies. Come on, the Holy Spirit never takes selfies. Come on, how many of you know what a selfie is? Don't act like y'all don't know. I'm friends with most all of y'all. I see you. My daughter is the selfie queen. We on the job site. We working. Saw's going off. Dust everywhere. Sweat rolling. Man, my socks appear wet. And she's over there talking about, Woo. selfies. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with a selfie. But, but here's what I, I, I want to point out to you. The Holy Spirit is not like you and me because He never takes selfies. How do I know that? Let me give you a last scripture today. John 15, 26. But when the Helper comes, this, this Comforter, this One who wraps His arms around me when I feel all alone and I don't know which way to go. This, this Comforter this, this, this one who's, who's with me when everybody else walks away from me. This, this comforter, this helper comes who I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds of the Father. Here's what He's going to do. This is it right here. Are you ready? He will testify of me, Jesus says. Hey, Jesus... How can we know when the Holy Spirit is involved in our lives, in in every area of our lives? Jesus says, Because I'm going to be glorified. He's going to make a big deal out of me, Jesus says. Can I ask you a question? Is Jesus being glorified in your life, in your walk? You're on your job, you're at school, you're going through your day. Come on, where are you at? is Jesus being glorified in your life. The Holy Spirit's end game is simply this. To testify of Jesus, to preach about Jesus, To exalt Jesus. Why? Because there is no other name under heaven whereby which man must be saved. He is a name above every name. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus Christ is His name. And if you want that comforter, if you want that third person, it starts with the relationship with Him you got to be willing to say, God, you know what? I'm willing to resign as the CEO of my life, and I'm going to give you everything I've got. I'm going all in for you. Come on, no halfway. Come on, you ever hit a buffet bar halfway? Come on, some of y'all laughing. You go all in. You give it everything you got, which there is a scripture in the Bible that says, I buffet my body. I saw that. I read that. But anyway... Stand with me all over the house. You know, sometimes we go through life and we seem to forget that the third person is with us all the time. Everywhere we go, Man, when I was up this morning at 12 o'clock midnight and I was slinging oil all in my house, wanting my lights to come on, they didn't come on. But the Holy Spirit was with me. When you wake up, when you go throughout your day, if you've accepted Christ, guess what? He's with you. You got some decisions to make, you don't know which way to turn, you don't know what to do. Guess what? He's with you. You're feeling all alone, you feel lonely. Feel like maybe your family's abandoned you, your friends have abandoned you, life has abandoned you. Guess what? He's your comforter. He's there to wrap his arms around you and let you know hey, I got you. I got you. When I was a little boy, one of my favorite things when I was little was to go get in the bed. And my grandma and granddad, come on, how do you remember electric blankets? Come on. Some of y'all too young. You're talking about electric what? Electric blanket. My grandma and granddad, you know, because back then, you turn not heat on in the house, not at nighttime. Uh-uh. You might be lucky to get it up to 65 if you're lucky. And it was cold. And so my grandmother would always go into the room and she'd cut that electric blanket on for me. And I'd get out a little shower, a little bath, or whatever. And I was cold. It was cold in the house. And I'd go running. And she'd she'd have that thing pulled back. And I'd get in it. And she'd take and she'd tuck me in just like this. Top to bottom. She'd chuck me in. And I remember sitting in there being so comfortable. So warm. And I don't know, man. I just feel like... Some of you need that. Metaphorically. You need the Holy Spirit to come and tuck you in. My mom used to do it, but... And I love my mom, you know, but, but she couldn't do it like grandma. Come on. Couldn't do it like grandma. Some of you need the Holy Spirit to tuck you in. Been going through some stuff. You've been battling some stuff. You feel like you're all alone. And you need the Holy Spirit to tuck you in. Can I tell you something? He will if you would just open your heart to Him. Listen to me. He hasn't forgotten you. Man, I just felt that. I felt like somebody needed to hear that today. He has not forgotten you. His eyes are on you. And He's there to comfort you. All He just needs you to do is just be willing to let go. Come on, how many remember the phrase, let go and let? Come on, let go and let go and come on. Some of y'all need to do that today. Father, thank you so much for these moments, just to be here in your presence. God, we love you today and we thank you. Holy Spirit, tuck us in. We're in a season of life where none of us ever have been. In these moments, we've got COVID nineteen. We've got things that are shut down. We've got life that is just up in turmoil. We don't know what schools are going to do. We, Lord, we're just in a season of let's just be honest confusion. But God, you're not the author of confusion. You're the author of peace. And so right now, we submit our hearts and our lives to you. And we ask you to come in and comfort us. Tuck us in, Lord. Help us to make right decisions. Help us to feel your presence. Help us to know you're near. Tuck us in. In Jesus' name, keep your heads bowed just for one second. Maybe you've walked into the room today and you just strolled in. And you say, Pastor, man, I, man, I need that comforter. I, I need that peace. I, I need that help in my heart. I need it in my life. Can I tell you something? Your first step is going to be to accept Christ into your heart and into your life. That's, that's step one. So I don't want to let you out of this place today without giving you an opportunity to just simply say, I need Him. I'm ready to go in. I'm resigning as CEO of my life. So if that describes you and you're in this room today, listen, guys, we're not here to embarrass you. Would you just be willing to lift a hand and say, Pastor, that's me. Man, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of doing this thing called life on my own. I need Him. I want to receive Him today. Maybe you're in here today and maybe you're you're in that spot and you need Grandma to come tuck you in. You just need the move of the Spirit of God on your life, on your heart, to wrap His arms around you. If that's you, could you just raise hands and say, Pastor, pray for me. Man, I need him. I need him. Seize the hands. Seize the hands. I need him. I need him. I need him. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for being our Savior and being our Lord. Thank you for giving us something even greater than you in the flesh. You've given us the third person, your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, right now, I just pray that you would tuck some people in, that you would comfort them, that you would strengthen them, that you would give them a peace that surpasses all understanding. Father. Father, don't let them leave this building today without having that moment with you, that divine intervention, Lord. Lord, let it be so today. And God, we love you and we praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. And everybody in the house said amen. Amen. Come on, give God a big hand clap of praise.